And we are back once again with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, and Game Source, thanking you for listening to our entire list of shows that we have out there. It's another great weekend of action here in the NFL. Fantasy football teams are right and left, just scouring the waiver wires, scouring the trade market, just going ahead and trying to make sure they put their best teams together. And here to help you do that today is a great guest. He's filling in this week for Jason Dutch from The Voice from the Underground. He is from his own awesome football podcast, and you got to check it out. It's the NFL Express podcast. You got to check it out today on all major podcast formats. It is a good man indeed, someone who I have spoken to at length before when it comes to fantasy football. It's Chuck B. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's just awesome to have you here. I mean, Jason Dutch, love him to death, but it's always great when we can get a fresh perspective on things. Don't tell him I said that. He might get mad. He doesn't know a whole lot about football, but that's because he's my brother-in-law. So that's why, you know, just get a dig in on him. Funny. He said the same thing about you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to say, I'm not going to get involved in this family argument here because that's between you and him, you know, no problem. No problem. Let the mudslinging begin, but it is going to be another great weekend of football action. We've got coming up here. And I know you're going to be on with us next week to go ahead and recap week six in the NFL. Looking forward to that, but I want to go ahead and touch on some general issues for this episode. And that is first off, your thoughts, I know that you obviously relate this as at length on your awesome podcast, which I've gotten a chance to listen to before in the past, because when we were on Voice from the Underground together, that was just an awesome experience, so yeah. I had to check it out then. I want to hear your thoughts, Matt, on what's going on as far as this far into the NFL season, So maybe some either standouts or surprises in your opinions that have swayed fantasy football owners one way or another. Yeah. You know, I kind of like have broken down even like the, I think the top 10 headlines, if you will, that kind of go along with the NFL. This Because that's how I think about it. I break down the NFL into quarters and that's kind of where we are. But I think one of the things that's been uh, a big narrative this year is that Stafford looks reborn. All the shoulder injuries, everything that he's gone through the past two years, this year, People will hesitate to put him in the conversation for a top 10 QB. He's absolutely a top 10 QB. He's probably much higher than that. I'd put him maybe seven or eight. That's what um, I was just going to ask you because I was going to say he is playing like a top five fantasy football yeah. quarterback right now. Yeah. I know people, like you said, because of his injury history and his recent past, have been very hesitant to put him there. But I agree with you on that assessment. Yeah. I mean, he's just not a popular name to put up in that conversation anymore. But when you're going and you're hanging with teams like the Chargers and beating the Eagles and, you know, they have played quality contenders and they're looking real good, almost beat the Chiefs at their own home. That's true. That's true. I know there's a few others as well, but yeah, Matthew Stafford, I don't think he's out there anymore as far as on the waiver wire. I know he no. was initially and I'm almost kicking myself for not picking him up, but with Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, I really had no room on my team to pick him up. And so I would know he was snapped up that next week. But are there any other surprises or standouts that you really want to mention at this point in time? So it really depends upon how many people are in your league and how many roster spots that you have. I'm in a Yahoo league where it's 12 man, but there's not a ton of roster spots. So there's going to be guys out there in those situations. 
it's like the waiver wire is almost pointless to a degree because you can have backups galore. It doesn't really matter. But if you're in a deep league, like say I'm in a dynasty league and our rosters are very deep, you're going to go there and there's going to be a desert. So my recommendation is play that waiver wire, move up that ladder. Don't make any bids. Just get the free agents after Wednesday has passed. And then that way you can get the number one or the number two. And then when there's a major injury that happens, Johnny No Name is right there on your roster. I think that that's the best play. But if you still have guys out there like Justice Hill or Darwin Thompson, guys who can potentially get the keys to the throne once you know the starter goes down with an injury, those are super smart plays. But yeah, overall, in most leagues, the waiver wire has dried up at this point. It's now time to start saving your dollars if that's what you're uh, economy is or start climbing that waiver wire by not engaging on the waiver wire. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's some pointed insight. And when it comes to surprises or standouts, I think if you're talking about a true standout, I want to ask you this is DJ Chark for real? Because I'll tell you what, his numbers, his stats, he was also someone that was an early season waiver wire bargain. But I do want to ask you, is DJ Chark the wide receiver who's done some great numbers. In fact, two touchdowns last week for Jacksonville. Is he the real deal with Gardner Minshew too throwing the ball to him? I think he is, but I think that actually this conversation and really about the NFL, these types of receivers is larger than just DJ Chark. He's the real deal. You look at people like Hollywood Brown or Tyler Lockett, even in Antonio Brown when he was in the league. Now he is a smaller receiver. So compare that to other smaller receivers. It seems like now the NFL is kind of trending back towards popularizing smaller receivers even more. Yeah. I mean, the proof is everywhere. I mean, the Deshaun Jackson, I mean, he kind of broke the mold. He was the first kind of Stephen Curry of the NFL. I mean, the NFL rules now just allow it. But to answer your question, especially if you're a dynasty player, now is going to be a very cheap time to go get him. Somebody like McLaren from the Redskins. Those are guys that you're going to want to go invest in right now because they are the real deal. They're route runners with solid hands, great ball location. I'm going to go get as much DJ Chark stock as I can this season. Because, yeah, I was wondering about that because I did pick him up off the waiver wire, and I am going to be starting him this weekend because I think he's a true solid play at this point in time. I don't expect two touchdowns, but I'm hoping at least for 100 yards receiving. I think that's probably a reasonable expectation, at least for right now, since he seems to be the hot target for Gardner Minshew second at this point in time. Another, I think narrative that's played uh in the nfl is that the falcons and the vikings and the titans are rosters that are just kind of wasting away they're super good but they're not being as productive as they can derrick henry had a pop off in the beginning he's kind of stayed more consistent than we've thought but definitely aj brown has popped up here and there Corey davis still a no-show digs on the vikings Devonte freeman Stephon Diggs, I mean, that's a, what were we that's a say? little bit. That, always something brewing there with Stephon Diggs. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he's not on their team after this year. He'll make it through the trade deadline, I'm pretty sure, but he could easily be out of there. And then, too, you know, the Panthers, the same deal. DJ Moore didn't come out the way that people thought he was going to, and Cam Newton hasn't really rebounded. So you've got a bunch of teams that have really disappointed people who invested them in the fantasy world. 
May I ask you a question on the Falcons primarily because it wasn't too long ago they were in the Super Bowl, very sure. close to winning a Super Bowl. What's gone wrong in Atlanta? I think that, well, number one, they trusted Steve Sarkeesian last year to be their offensive coordinator, and he's never really had any success whatsoever. The other part was is that they never addressed the defensive side of the ball. They've really struggled to get pressure on the quarterback. They've had some decent corners, but Atlanta has just kind of settled to be pretty mediocre. They've done really nothing to address the defensive side of the ball other than some athletic linebackers. So they can't stop anybody. They're pretty easy defense to run and pass on. And then like a lot of these teams that have this mega superstar wide receiver, that's supposed to be all that in a bag of chips. It's really hard to focus in on Julio when teams are double teaming him. It's opened things up for Ridley and for Sanu and Hooper, but teams have just kind of figured that scheme out. So I'm not afraid of Atlanta in that conference. It's really all about the Saints in the NFC South. I agree with you on that. The Saints are really dominating at this point in time, especially Teddy Bridgewater. Is he a pickup because of the success that he's having as of late? Drew Brees has gone for quite some time. Is Teddy Bridgewater a definite pickup if you need a quarterback on your team? Absolutely. The way that this team runs the ball is opens up for premier passing windows. And he's got Michael Thomas, who's one of the best route runners, hands, you know, body position catchers there is. Trey Con with some Smith, Ted Ginn, Wiley Veteran, Jared Cook, who's really not shown up quite yet. It is all about that. Teddy Bridgewater control under center though. And I think he's a really great pickup as actually a keeper because you could probably see that they're going to get some trade offers for him this off season. So for this year and for next, I'm definitely getting some Teddy Bridgewater stock. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with inside sports fantasy football. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, I'm speaking to Chuck B. He is the man behind the awesome NFL Express podcast. You have to listen to each and every episode today as they come out on every major podcast format tell you what chuck it's just been great talking to you but i want to ask you a couple more questions before we head on out and first off is trade targets when it comes to a trade target i know you're actually going out there when talking about trades or having some certain individual players that you think is worth targeting who is a player out there that really is seeking your attention and somebody that you're really making an effort to go ahead and pitch those trades So for long-term, I just want to talk about Dynasty first for long-term. It's funny. We've all gone full circle. People didn't know where they were going to stand, but guess what? DK Metcalf is going to find success in this offense. It's probably the only offense that he could have found success in, the only coaching style of almost like a pickup basketball game. I mean, Pete Carroll, those broken plays with Russell Wilson – He's going to thrive here. He's going to be a red zone target. So for Dynasty, this is a buy low moment because people are still waiting for that route running to come along. I don't care about it. I think he's going to be, he's going to flourish. I'm actually going to stick with the same team 
For redraft, non-dynasty, I'm going after Tyler Lockett. He is a target monster right now. He is making acrobatic catches. He's a dude I'm going after. For a stud running back that people have doubted for a long time, if you can go ahead and ante up for some Leonard Fournette, Minshew has opened up another dynamic to this guy's game. He's got him out in the flat, and then he's crushing DBs and getting another eight, nine yards. Go get some Leonard Fournette stock because everyone was telling you to sell a long time ago. It's definitely time to buy. And if you haven't gotten some Hawkinson stock from the Detroit Lions, this guy's for real. Yes, he just had an injury. Matthew Stabbert favors him already. I'm an Eagles fan, and I got to admit that. But my man Malcolm Jenkins got burnt a few good times, and that's definitely one of the best covering corners in the league, and he got him on a few plays. So tons of volume there, tons of talent. And then if you got lucky and you got him on in free agency, good for you. But if you have the ability to go get Waller, Darren Waller from the Raiders, he's for real. It's probably the first and only time that Hard Knocks has actually built someone's hype up appropriately. He's the truth. He's going to get insane targets there. And he's just almost like a tight end version without the speed of Calvin Johnson. His up in the air, go get it mentality. He's pretty special. You mentioned Leonard Fournette, someone who I've managed to pick up the past three seasons, who I love immensely when it comes to yardage. But he seems to have issues finding the end zone because right now he's top three in rushing yards, but he's only got one touchdown. Is this a problem of him in the red zone or is it the coaching issue or where's it gone wrong as far as Leonard Fournette not finding the end zone as much as his talent? And I think his yardage should dictate. It's a little bit of their scheme. So if you watch the way that they score, it's a lot of deep balls to DJ Chark, to uh, all these speedsters that they have on their team. I mean, every time I'm on red zone, I feel like I'm watching Minshew just bomb a 60 yarder. So I don't, I think it's kind of coming down a little bit of chance. They, I think they're going to get there. Some O-line guys back here pretty soon. They suffered some injuries. They invested into O-line about two years ago. And so I think we should see some more Fournette come into fruition here. So scheme opportunity, but I like him. I mean, especially in half PPR, PPR leagues, he's going to be a big, big target. I definitely agree with you on that. He's someone that I have in the leagues that I've been in been very beneficial to have. And I've just truly thankful that he's been a big part of my team. I just wish he scored more touchdowns, but you know, you can't always have everything here when it comes to fantasy football. But Chuck, I want to ask you one last question before we head on out. And that is this. I spoke last week to Chris Sardieri at Inside Sports and his assessment of some of the young quarterbacks so far in as far as their first or their second or even their third year in the NFL and the learning curve that comes with it. I want to hear your thoughts as far as from a fantasy perspective on young quarterbacks for either a dynasty or for a quarterback that you might want to trade for or pick up at some point in time this season or even next season when it concerns drafting. Who are some of the young quarterbacks that have impressed you so far this season? Well, what I first want to address is I really want to slow the train down on people who are jumping ship on Baker Mayfield. I think that that's a bit of a mistake. He is a guy who's still impressive. He's learning a scheme that 
I don't really think is um, too particularly advanced. I think a lot of people are just watching OBJ come across. But I'll tell you that I think that Minshew, is, it's his job to lose moving forward. I know there's money there wrapped up with Nick Foles. He's a guy that I absolutely think is going to be successful there. And I don't care what people say. I know that the Dolphins are tanking for Tua, but Josh Rosen is an impressive quarterback still. With all the garbage that's back there, he's still managing to put something together. So those are two guys who I definitely have been impressed with. And and like everybody, this one I just feel silly for saying because I feel like Kyler Murray, I mean, it's the first game you kind of went, I don't know. And then now you're watching him operate and he's dropping dimes everywhere. That's another target we missed was Christian Kirk. He's back off the mend. He was uh, leading the league, I think, in top five in targets before he left. That's huge. But Kyler Murray is just basically rejuvenated Larry Fitzgerald. And he's going to get this team a few more wins. But man, after they really work on this offensive line and get David Johnson going next year, the sky's the limit for the type of production. So I like Minshew, Kyler, obviously. And it's going to be interesting. Anyone who wants to sell me some Baker Mayfield stock in Dynasty, I'm buying. Because we're silly to judge off of one game where he's trying to get to know a new experience. You saw all the talent at OU. It's not going to go anywhere. He's going to be a good quarterback. So buy when people are feeling low on him. Very sensible indeed. Once again, I'm talking to Chuck B. from the great podcast. you got to check out. It's the NFL Express podcast. You got to check it out today on every major podcast format. Before we head on out, Chuck, I got to ask you, why do people need to tune in to your awesome podcast, the NFL Express podcast? Because we have a great time. It's two buddies who've been talking football for 20 years. And my counterpart, John Chapman, he's got 49ers Rush podcast, which is a super successful podcast for the Niners. He's a coach. He coached for years and I was a player in high school and we just both got a love for the game. And we do a lot of also like punishment bets. So we'll bet on certain things and then we'll go to YouTube and the other person will have to do like a live poetry slam or they'll have to sing some song or they'll have to cram 15 warheads into their mouth for this long period of time. So we try to just have fun, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I noticed some of the links that you've gone to as far as your show. It's, it's been truly a lot of fun to take a look at that and see what's going on. And I can't wait for future episodes for you guys to go ahead and th- figure out exactly what type of bets you have going on forward into the future. And again, that is the NFL Express podcast. It's on every single major format for the latest insight on the NFL. Got to check it out today. That's the NFL Express podcast. Well, Chuck, it's been awesome having you on the show. I cannot wait for you to come back and recap week six in the NFL with us. I'm just looking forward to it so you can give even more pointed advice on fantasy football. And I promise I'll be a lot nicer to you than your brother-in-law. That's right. Thank you. I appreciate that. I look forward to the opportunity. (laughs) No worries. No worries at all. Again, just truly glad to have you on the show. Glad to have you part of the podcast right here at Inside Sports fantasy football.